Oh, hello, friends. Um, hi. So, it's a little past six. I'm sorry. I was dealing with other things. But hey, um, it's office hours. It's Sunday night at six-ish o'clock. So, I'm going to be here for a while. We might do a shortened version of office hours tonight because it's Oscars night. And I'm sure a lot of you are cheering for fun movies and want to watch people in pretty dresses and um, not see my face, which I totally value and understand. Um, but I'm going to be here for a little bit. So um, if you have any questions, please feel free to tip -tip type them into the box below and I will get to any questions that you might have. I'm going to say my spiel that I always do, which is of course any answers that I have to any of your questions come solely from my experiences and my opinions. Um, so take them with a grain of salt. If they don't resonate with you, fine. Absolutely. Um, that's totally totally fine. Uh, but if they do resonate with you and they're helpful, I feel great about it. And I'm so glad to be here and to be a free resource for anybody who needs it. So if anyone has any questions, oh, I got a question that asked if I think Emma Stone is going to win tonight, which I don't know if that's helpful to anybody. Um, I think she has a real good chance. My vote, I, you know, I'm a huge Viola Davis fan and I think the work she did in Fences was pretty unbelievable. So for me, that would be great. Thank you, Bessie. I just got my lashes done today. I appreciate it. Butterfly wings, huh? Blue. Um, but I have a feeling Emma is probably going to take it home. Um, aside from that, does anyone have any questions that have to do with this industry? I did have one question today. I'm going to pull it up. Um, oh, great. I actually had two questions today, so I'm going to get to those. So the first question I have is from a lovely, lovely human friend who I think is tremendous. Um, he says, Barry Tinner is not a real term, but people use it as one. Should one write Barry Tinner on a resume or lyric baritone? First and foremost, way to know your stuff, sir. Um, you know, here's the thing. Anyone who is in a position as a music director or as someone behind the table is probably going to know what both are. Um, and understand what that means. Uh, for anyone who is putting their vocal type on a resume, which is very, very useful, um, very useful, and I highly recommend people doing it. Um, if you have any questions in terms of what you think the right term is, or if you prefer to use a term that other people don't, I would just always put like where you top out on your resume as well, like what that note is on a great day, or probably not even on a great day, on a good, like on that day, where do you top out? And that's going to be really helpful to anyone on the other side of the table because a lot of times we don't want to have to ask you that. We just want to know. So if you know what that is, put that on your resume. Um, so I hope that was helpful. Uh, Kev, I, I think that might have answered your question. Uh, again, either one, we should know what... Um, what that means. Um, the other question I got was, I need tips for cruise ships auditioning. Cruise, sorry, for cruise ship auditions. Well, you came to the right place as someone who does a lot of work for celebrity cruise lines. Um, this says what to sing, what to wear, etc. So here's my little spiel about auditioning for cruises. Of course, every cruise line is looking for different things. Different cruise lines are doing different types of shows. Some cruise lines are doing like Broadway musicals that are shortened. They're doing things like Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. We've seen Hairspray on ships. We've seen Legally Pond, Chicago, these kind of things that are on ships. And some ships, like the ones that I work on for Celebrity, are doing big, big shows that involve, um, you know, uh, aerial experiences and, and all sorts of different types of singers. So I think if you're going in for a cruise ship, 
that is not looking for like we are trying to find a Roxy Hart in Chicago, which is a very specific type of audition, and that's pretty similar to auditioning for a musical. Um, if you're going in for a cruise ship that's literally looking to hire people, which is what we're looking for, specific types of people, specific voice types, that kind of thing, um, what you need to think about when you're planning your audition for a cruise ship is how do I show them myself and what I can bring to uh, to the ship. Now, the first thing I really want to remind you of if you're doing this, first of all, Cruise ships are not what they used to be, and there is a stigma about them in this city that I think is kind of sad, and I think it is an incredible experience to get to do one. Um, you're doing, you know, eight show weeks. You are doing really intense physical work. You're seeing the world. A lot of these contracts are are great contracts. They're good money. You're going to see cool parts of the world that you would never see before, and you get to pocket most of that money. So. You know, really, really, really think about what a cruise contract is before you poo-poo it. Um, but if you are going in, it's an incredible job. Yes, it is, Sherry Sanders. It is an incredible job. And if nothing else, you are expanding your worldview and meeting new types of people from all around the world. We like to say, you know, at Celebrity, you're going to be working with people from 60 nations. You're going to meet all sorts of people with different life experiences. It's an incredible opportunity. So when you are going in for a cruise audition, uh, a couple things need to happen. You really need to read that breakdown. If we are asking for pop rock, we mean we would like for you to sing pop rock. Even if it says, or contemporary musical theater, the truth is we really want you to sing pop rock. If it's in that breakdown, that's what you should be singing. That does not mean you should come in and sing watch what happens from newsies that's not a pop rock song and it's not super useful for most of the cruise industry so really 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 think about a pop rock song that sells who you are and what you can bring to the stage i would also definitely wear something that makes you feel youthful and sexy and like your version of your best like going out on a date self like like Maybe, you know, second date attire, right? Something where you feel comfortable, but fun and fresh and like people are excited. You know, you're excited. You're still trying to impress someone. You know what I mean? Um, and I really think what you have to think about, the, the, the most, the biggest selling point for me on a cruise ship audition is we're not just hiring someone to perform in a show, right? When you're doing a Broadway show, you show up to the theater, you do your work, you go home. On a cruise ship, we're hiring someone who has to be a part of the family, who is going to be interacting with patrons on the boat, um, who is going to have to um, have it together. That's how I'm going to say that, is you have to be someone who we trust if we hire you that day or if we, you know, if we, if we get you into our family, that you are going to come and you're going to be responsible, you're going to be able to do the job we ask of you, you're going to show up on time, you're going to show up on time to rehearsals even before we get you on a boat. Um, you know, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with living and working in the same space. And so a lot of times it doesn't matter how talented you are, if we don't think that you're going to be able to like get it together and work with other people from other nations or be able to show up on time or be able to interact with someone right who is 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 a patron of of the company um then we have to take that into consideration because it's not like you're just like going home your home is also the place that you work so that's something that you should also really think about when you're auditioning for a cruise ship is 
the complete package from the second that you turn the door to walk in to the second that you leave, you have to sell us on you as a human being and how you interact with people. I want to see that you're an active listener. So I was talking about this at the audition workshop that I did the other week. You know, lots of times people walk through the door. This goes for any audition, but it does really pertain to cruises as well. You know, people walk through the door and the people behind the table will try to engage, like saying, hey, what's up? How's your day been? I really like your shirt or blah, blah, blah. And the, peop- the, the auditioner walking into the space is so hyper-focused on um, what they're about to do that they like completely have these blinders up to people trying to engage with them. And it, it's just, um, it says a lot about who you are, how you're handling the stress of this situation. Um, and, and it's so much nicer when someone just engages with you and says, oh my God, this shirt, and, and engages with you on a real level. Not in a like musical theater, like, oh my God, this shirt, you know, um, but it's like, oh, hey, thanks. I, I, this sold, it's from Target, you know, like, that is, is very refreshing. And as someone who's trying to hire a human being beyond just a, a talented human being, um, being able to interact with people in the room in a cruise ship audition, since you are doing more of a job of selling yourself and not selling a character, um, is really, really, really important. The other thing that I want to remind people of is uh, when you, if you get a callback for a cruise and you have to dance, let's say if you're a singer and then we bring you in for movement or for dance, um, Not every, and you know, this is, it depends on the show, but um, the most important thing I can say to show, and this goes for anybody who's a singer first, like a singer actor first who says they move, right? The number one thing, and this, this, I've heard this from so many people that I've worked with uh, from different companies, different creative teams. The most important thing people want to see is that you can walk with confidence. Now, what, when I say that and what that means is if you walk into a room and you're like, I am setting myself for, up for failure right now with this dance call, this dance callback, um, it's going to read. If you can walk with confidence, and nine times out of ten, any sort of, um, any sort of thing that you're learning in a dance call, dance callback, is going to have like four counts of just walking forward. Like, think about it next time. Think about your last dance call. That is a not a test, but it's definitely a thing to see, like, does, can this person walk forward? Can, do they have, like, a swagger, a confidence? Because if, if you can do that, then I assume that you'll be able to learn some other things, too. Um, some people are, you know, they, they don't pick up choreography as quickly as others, but if you can show me that you can walk from point A to point B without falling on your face and with a sense of pride and confidence, that tells me a lot about you as a human and a lot about you as a performer. So that's just something to think about. So to wrap up that cruise conversation, which is something I also am willing to talk to anybody to do private coachings on, um, I do do a lot of, I see a lot of these auditions. Um, So, you know, uh, the kind of wrap up is where second or third date attire where you're still trying to impress someone, but there's a there's a there's a little bit more of an ease to it. Um, definitely sing pop rock. Check the breakdown. Really, really, really look at the breakdown. Understand the breakdown um, because we don't need to hear something from Pippin at a cruise ship audition. Um, also, 
really, really, really be aware in the space and remember that you're selling yourself as a person and as a human as well as being a performer. It's just very, very, very important that all those things are covered. Okay, RJ, I hope that was helpful. It looks like it was. Um, if you have any additional questions, though, uh, to, as follow-up to that. Oh, I don't want to pull myself up, but I want to see these questions. Um, great. So I had another question from, I think, from Bessie. Um, am I doing any more workshops anytime soon? Yes, I am. So I'm going to announce that date quickly, but uh, I am, I'm leaving for Puerto Rico on Tuesday for a brief vacation, which I'm very much in need of, um, and so, which is why I have these fancy uh, coral nails right now. Um, but when I get back from Puerto Rico and then I'm in Atlanta doing some work, uh, doing some casting work there, um, when I get back, I am going to be having another workshop. So that'll probably be in about two weeks. So I'm going to make that announcement um, probably either tomorrow or the next day. Um, and those spots will be open. I will have 10 spots again for performers and auditing will be free again. So I will make that announcement very soon as to what that date is. And Bessie, I really hope you can come. I hope anyone watching can come. I'd love to work with all of you. The last workshop was incredible. It was a wonderful, wonderful moment for me and a wonderful uh, night. I had some really great students and some just really awesome, awesome moments. It was wonderful to work with people on um, getting jobs and how to actually feel confident about getting jobs. So if anyone's watching this that was at my workshop, if you have any, uh, any thoughts or any feedback, please feel free to, to tip, tip, type it in. Um, I'd love to see that, and I hope you guys had a great time, as good of a time as I had. So that announcement will be coming probably tomorrow or the next day. I just I have to book the space, y'all. That's really the truth. Um, okay, so I have another question here that says, Hi, Kate. Commercially, been getting really good feedback. i got to hit see more. There we go. Really good feedback on my type and copy reading, but have not been called in by agents or a CD that I meet in classes, forums, etc. Even made a link of SpecSpot, an online commercial for them, and why won't it show me the whole thing? Oh, goodness. Oh, my husband, for the win, has brought me his laptop because he's amazing. Uh, here it is. Uh, and even made a link of a spec spot and online commercial for them and have kept in touch but have not been called in. And it's been over a year. Any advice for next steps? And yes, love the lashes and nails. Thanks, girl. Um, and thank you, Craig Shank, my hero. Um, yeah, so what I'm hearing from this question is that you... Uh, are getting great feedback in the room, you're feeling really confident about what you're doing, what you're bringing to it in your look, and you're also going to meet people at places like, I'm assuming one-on-one -on -one and Actors Connections and things like that, um, where you're going in for, uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, A, you definitely should know what Pay for Play is, and you should know about how to meet CDs and agents and stuff through one-on-one, -on -one, Actors Connection, Actors Launchpad, these kind of places. Um, but what you're asking for specifically is, is how do I do follow-up if it's been over a year or if it's been about a year and you feel like you've tried to keep the connection going? So that's a really great question. And follow-up is always a, a, a tricky beast in this industry. And even worse, I think we make it trickier than it needs to be in some respects. Um, hear me out on this. I think that uh, when it comes to reaching out. We've talked about this before on, on Office Hours, so I encourage you to go back and, and look at some of the other ones that I've done if, if feedback, or sorry, if reaching out to people is something that you're interested in. Um, I, everyone here knows I am a firm believer that postcards don't really work, um, and I think people need to stop paying for them. Um, there are specific instances when they do work, and uh, we've talked about that before, so 
feel free to go back and look. In terms of your specific question though, love, um, I think that if it's been a year and the relationship hasn't really fostered, you haven't gotten any calls from these CDs that you're meeting or the agents that you're meeting, um, you know, it's, it's tricky twofold. One, um, if you're a specific type, and this is kind of, I'm kind of making it a more general question. I hope that's okay with you. Um, if you're a specific type, that doesn't mean that you are not, um, wanted or desired. Sorry, I'm clicking through this, um, wanted or desired that someone's not going to reach out to you. What it means though is maybe you're on file for something and they're just waiting for something specific, right? That you're necessary or that you're desired for, for them to bring in for you. So I wouldn't say that it's like a complete, that was a waste of my money. I didn't learn anything. I didn't make a relationship kind of experience. Um, I do think sometimes you just have to kind of, there's a patience level when it comes to specificity. Um, if you are at a place, though, where you're like, I really feel like I made a good impression, I got positive feedback in the room, I reached out, um, and now you're trying to follow up again, it, it's a conversation that, specifically for you, love, I'd like to, like, have a private conversation about at some point because I don't know, A, who you're trying to talk to or how you were communicating with them, if it was by, like, snail mail or if it was email situation, um, what you were talking about, what you reached out to ask them. These are all kind of specific questions that help me help you. But I do think in general, um, if, if no relationship has really been fostered in a year's time after a class, then either there needs to be a face-to-face -face experience again. If it's a CD or if it's, you know, someone that you really, really, really think you have something special to offer for that office in particular, or you really want to foster a relationship, I think that after 12 months, there needs to be more face-to-face -face time that like an email is not going to really do anything and snail mail is probably not going to do anything again unless you're a very specific type and even if you are a very specific type in general um sometimes it's just like a patience and a waiting game and you can do the the you know hey i'm still here kind of emails but at some point if a if a if a rapport hasn't really been fostered. I think it's time to do another face-to-face. -face. Again, if it's a really important office for you. Um, you know, I talk to a lot of people that they have like specific nuts that they want to crack. There'll be a casting office where they're like, my six month goal is to like crack this nut. I want to get in with this CD or like this associate, this assistant. And I want to find a way to um, really crack the nut, if you know what I mean. Um, and, and if you're doing that, then that involves more face-to-face -face kind of stuff. So I think does that answer your question, love? Will you um, will you write me and tell me if if there's more specificity that you need from that? It's again, it's a little tricky not knowing specifically who you're talking about or what your interactions have been. Um, but if you have like a more specific follow up question, I can absolutely try to handle that or handle that. I try to answer that. <laughs> okay, uh, looks like I have another question from Bessie. Hey, girl. Oh, hey, thanks for streaming me in your dressing room. Hi, friends. I don't know what show it is, but hi, I hope you're doing great. Um, do you have a list of people who you think would be really beneficial to learn from? I am graduating this semester. Congratulations. I'm so excited for you. And I'm trying to continue my training in the city. I'm nervous about spending money on classes that are ripping me off. Great. Um, yes, I do definitely have a cultivated list of people that I like to send other people to and people that I think are, are in, and, and places where I think it's worth spending your money. Um, that's something, Bessie, feel free to reach out to me and I can talk with you about who might work best for you. I, I have to say, I, I, one of the things that I am... Um, really like to do with people that I work with and clients that I work with is learn more about who they are, what their um, 
what type of learning they like. Is it a group learning experience? Is it a one-on-one? -on -one? Um, how they take feedback and how it resonates with them. And I like to pair people with um, people who are going to best suit their needs and desires. So if that's something you're interested in, Bessie, please feel free to reach out to me. I will say, though, um, there are lots of opportunities in this city to lose your money. Um, and so the one thing that I constantly tell people for free, um, oh, great, yeah, let's do a private coaching in the future. Thanks for that. I'm going to have fun on my vacation. You're wonderful. Thanks, love. Um, so there are lots of opportunities for people to lose money, and I think you're very, very, very right to bring that up. But there are also lots of opportunities to spend money and get something. So what I think the most important thing for anybody, especially people just moving to the city, is to really do some self-analysis of um, what it is that you want, what route you're going right now. Like, are you really, are you like gung-ho film and TV? Are you um, super excited about theater, musical theater? What is it? Making a strategic plan about who the people you need to meet are and who's going to best serve and help you. So if you're going to do like a pay-for-play experience, if it's less about truly getting like a deep, rich education and understanding. If it's like, I want to spend money to meet people and to be seen and to, and to you know, hopefully move my career forward in that way, then it's really, really, really about sitting down, taking the time and learning who is doing what projects, who is working with actors at a level that you feel you are, who's going to be most beneficial to you, being strategic and only spending your money on things that you know are going to forward your career right now. There is no point to spend money going into a CD who you know is only, like for example, hiring series regulars and you are not ready to be a series regular on a show. If you don't know anything about acting for film and TV, you should not be going in to talk to someone who, you know, is not at a place that's ready to hire you because you only get that chance to meet someone for the first time once you know this this is this is kind of common common etiquette um so be smart and be strategic about the classes that you're taking now if you are looking for an audition workshop i hope you come to mine because we have a really great time um and there are other people who are doing similar things pay for play is a very different experience than something like a workshop or um, a master class that is not about the final product. And I think that's what you really need to focus on. What is this class that I'm doing about? Is it about a learning experience or is it about showing a final product in hopes of forward progression? And then it's assessing how much money you have to do these things, what you're willing to spend that money on, and um, who the right people to meet are. And there are some worlds where you're meeting someone who could be very helpful for your future, but you're also getting that kind of rich education that you really want. And then maybe you're in a place where you're like, I spent the last four years getting a rich education. I don't want to do that right now. I want to meet people that are helpful. Um, and that's also completely valid and, and, and something to assess. So that's kind of how I would feel about that. Um, you know, places that you should definitely know about if you're doing pay for play kind of experience are Actors Connection, one on one, Actors Launchpad, um, uh, Green Room. There are lots of places, and those are pretty, um, you can find those with a quick Google. Um, finding teachers that resonate with you and classes that resonate with you on a, on a, um, 
a deep educational space. That's more of a personal journey. And, you know, I have a list of people that I think are great teachers. Um, and I am more than willing to share that list with anyone if they reach out to me at katemumpkincasting at gmail.com. Um, because, you know, there are people who resonate with me and who I think I have found resonate with actors that I've been working with. Um, you know, I also, I coach, um, I do like monologue coaching. I do sides coaching for auditions and stuff like that. And I also do, uh, you know, kind of strategic life planning coaching as well. Um, but I like to say, you know, some of the people who come to me for like the strategic life coaching don't want to work with me on monologues and vice versa because they need something different. They need a different energy fine. Um, so I have lots of people that I send other people to. So if you're interested in any of that or working with me, please feel free to send me an email at katelumpkincasting at gmail.com and we'll talk about it. Um, do I have any other questions here? Yes, Sherry, yes. Love, what type of learning do they like? It's just so important. Everyone's uh, journey of what they respond to is, you know, Coaching and teaching is an art form as well as acting and directing. It's the same kind of art form in that it is all very personal. Just like everyone went to college and has had professors that really resonated with them and had professors that really didn't, right? And that's not necessarily based on how the professor teaches, but it's based on how you like to learn. And so I know there are some people out there who do not want to work with me, and, and that's absolutely fine because, you know, who I am or what I represent or how I teach or any of that doesn't jive with them, that's fine, absolutely, because they will have they have a tribe somewhere else. They have professors and teachers and coaches and directors that work well with them. Great. Um, so I really like to make sure that if I'm giving advice to people about who's going to be helpful to them, um, that I know who I'm talking to and, and can best serve my client, my friend, my community member, whatever it is. Um, Sherry, I know you're the same way, so... There's that. Um, does anybody else have a question for me? Um, I think I answered your question, Bessie. If I didn't, please feel free to um, tell me that I didn't, and I'd love to uh, to re-answer it with something more helpful. Um, I think that that is all the questions that I have for now, unless someone has typed something else while I've been looking back. Um, and if that's the case, then I think I've been on for about 30 minutes. I'm going to wait for about two. Oh! Never mind. Uh, when starting a search for an agent, how does one begin? Or what should you be looking for in an agent? This is a really great question. Um, and I think unless someone has something else after this, this might be it. But um, the look, you know, <laughs> looking for an agent. Talk about another thing that's like super personal, right? This is a, the relationship between a, a performer or a writer or a composer, a creative, and their team of representation, which can be anything from one person to, you know, a whole crew. Um, my eyelashes make me look like a giraffe. Oh, thank you. I hope that's like a, a cute giraffe. Do I have a purple tongue too? Um, okay, so when you're you know crafting a team, that is a very personal um, experience. I'm just gonna put that out there first and foremost. Some people really need someone who's gonna actually, you know, super help them kind of craft what the what the trajectory of their uh, their career is. Uh, some people are just like, I want someone who's gonna get me appointments. Um, you know, it, it really depends on the creative and what they're looking for. So I think the first thing that you need to do is assess what kind of people best serve 
what you're looking for in this world. Um, are you someone who really needs to be super communicative with their representation? And if that's the case, do you want to be looking specifically for smaller, more boutique agencies versus something you know very large? You also really need to assess where you are in your career. Now, I need to be very clear here. I have never, in my experience, worked for an agency or for a manager. I do not have experience in those offices. So if you have very specific questions about what goes on in those offices, I don't know because I have not worked as an agent's assistant or as a manager's assistant. I don't do any of those things. I have experience talking to those people on the phone a lot and talking to actors who have those teams and how they affect them. So please know that's where this information is coming from. If you have real questions about agents and managers beyond what you've just asked, um, that's something that you'll need to talk to, to them about. Um, that that is being said, um, first things first, assess where you are in your career, because clearly if you like just moved to the city and you showcased and you didn't sign with, you know, ICM, CAA, whatever these things are, then that's not where you're at, right? Um, so you need to assess where you are in your career. You need to assess what it is that you actually want. Are you in the market for an agent? Are you in the market for a manager? Are you in the market for someone who's really communicative and maybe has a tiny roster? Are you in the market for someone who's just going to get you in the room? Um, and then you need to do your homework, right? You need to talk to all of your friends who have representation and see what their experiences are. You need to go online and research you know, if that means you need to like buy your IMDb Pro experience to be able to look at the agencies and see who's um, who they rep and who's on their roster, you need to know specifically like, does this person already rep someone who literally is exactly my type, who literally looks just like me, who's played all the same parts as me? If that's the case, 99.9% of the time they're probably not going to you know want you to be on their roster because then you're competing with someone else right so you need to do your research especially if the way that you're going to go about trying to meet these people is doing pay for play because god forbid you spend money on something that is setting yourself up to to not win you know always always the Kate Lunkin method of life set yourself up to win be as knowledgeable as possible when you start a new endeavor do your research, do your self-assessment, and, and make sure you know where you're starting from. So if you've figured out what you need, you know where you are, you've become you know, very strategic about um, who you want to meet, uh, you know, then you can start investing in those classes. Now, I always say don't start to invest in meeting with agents and managers at pay-for-play experiences unless you one of two things, unless you're in a show right now where you feel like, oh, I met this person, I have this great rapport, I have a very quick follow-up experience where I can say, hey, I'm also doing this thing, I'd love to invite you and get you a free ticket, um, so that they can see your work in the immediate future, right? That is that is very, very, very useful. That's a great time, in my opinion. Again, I'm not an agent or a manager, so if I, I know for a fact there are several agents and managers watching right now because your little faces have popped up, so if I'm wrong and you want to chime in, feel free. Um, but also, uh, knowing, um, I think so much of the journey of getting representation is about self-assessment. And, you know, it's that chicken and the egg thing where people are like, well, you know, I'm going to get an agent by doing a show, and I can't do a show unless I have an agent get me an appointment for a show. Um, and there's some truth to that. 
there is some truth in everything, let's be honest. Um, but I think the most important work in the start of trying to find your team is understanding what it is that you want from a team, what it is that you need from a team, and then doing your research to see if your place is maybe already full on that team um, and trying to be more strategic about how you spend your money and your time and your effort making connections. Is that helpful? Um, let me know if that was helpful uh, or if you have a follow-up question to that, Ash. Um, I'd love to answer it. So, oh, Bessie, good. I'm so glad that you want to come. I would love, again, I, you know, I said this before, I will be having another audition workshop, which my workshops are not about showing me a final product. They're not about getting a job. My workshops are about helping you learn how to get jobs. From the second you walk in the door, what can make your audition process work for you? How to set yourself up to win. Um, that's what's important to me about a workshop space. Um, I'm not calling it a master class. I'm not telling you that I am the end-all be-all of these things, but what I do want to do is learn about you as a human and try to figure out a strategy to set you up to win. So I have 10 spots for my next audition workshop, which I will be announcing either tomorrow or the next day, but it's got to be by then because I'm going to Puerto Rico. Um, it should be in about two weeks, and I'll have 10 performer spots, and then all the rest of my audit spots are free. Um, all I ask is that you try to let me know if you're going to come. If not, just show up. So look for that announcement tomorrow. Unless anyone has... Oh, good. Ashley, I'm glad that was super helpful. So unless anyone else has any very pressing questions in the next two minutes, I'm going to go, um, and I hope you all enjoy the Oscars tonight. Oh, Remy, of course. Perfect timing. I'm out of town doing a show. I sent in a tape for a new show that I'd love to be a part of. Way to go, girl. Um, they said that they need to see me in person to cast me, but they want me to come in on my first day of tech. I'm a plane ride away. Baby, can you show me the thing? Yeah. Sorry, I need my husband to read the rest of this to me because my phone's not showing it. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's logging in. I think I get the general gist of the question, though. Hold on. Let's see. <clears throat> oh, there it is. Thank you for your patience, friends. Um, I uh, Okay, but I can't really miss tech. I reached out to the creative team, didn't hear anything. Guess I have to let this go. Okay. Um, thank you for saying it's okay. I'm sorry, tech. I literally have an iPad, an iPhone, and a MacBook now. I am, like, set with the technology. Um, okay, so... What I'm going to say about this, they need to see me in person to cast me, but they wanted me to come into my first day of tech. I'm a plane right away. I really can't miss tech. I reached out to the creative team, didn't hear anything. Guess I have to let this go. So, okay, here's what I'm going to say about this specific thing. If there was a reason that they needed to see you in person, um, again, since I don't know what office this is, I don't know what project this is, I don't know what your relationship with the creative team or with the, you know, the casting director is for this project, um, I can only speak as to assumption. Um, so I would say that if they needed you to come in in person, there was definitely probably a reason. And if you couldn't make it, that probably did kind of seal the fate for this experience, um, especially if you haven't heard back from them. Um, there's, there is a world, though, where if you haven't heard back from them and it's been a couple days, you have every right, of course, to reach out and say, hey, I'm just reaching out to see, like, 
I assume I've missed the boat on this one. Is there anything else I can do for you? Is there anything other materials you need for me to put together? Um, is there anything else that I can do to be of, serv of service to this project? Or, you know, and also please um, remember me for the future of this project. I'm around. I'm so sorry I had to miss this because of this show. Um, you have every right to do that, in my personal opinion. I would never be offended if, if I got that email. Um, However, though, if that was a couple days ago, they did say they needed you in person. I'm sure there was a real reason that they needed someone in the room for that moment. Um, and I would imagine if you haven't heard back from them and it's been a couple days, then yeah, probably the boat has sailed. But stranger things have happened. I say that knowing like people will not hear stuff for weeks, months, and then all of a sudden it happens. So don't take my word for it. Um, but if you did everything you could, if you reached out and, you know, explained the situation, if you did self-tapes and sent all that material in and they didn't ask you for more material other than, you know, coming in and you explained that you couldn't, I would imagine that that, that ship has probably sailed. Does that, is that the answer that you didn't want to hear but is probably the truth? Let me know. Again, though, if it's been a couple days, you have every right to just do a follow-up and, and quick email saying, hey, just want to make sure hadn't heard back from you. I'm making an assumption about this. Let me know if that's the truth. Um, if, so, if, if it's not the truth, is there anything else that I can do for you? Because you never know the people that they thought were going to be great. Maybe it didn't all work out the way they wanted it to. So who knows? In this industry, things open up at the drop of a hat. Um, good. I'm glad that was helpful. Got your little yep. Okay. Um, great. So let me know if there's anything else real fast. Um, hey, Joel, I'm glad you're, you're here. And Zachary, hi. Um, I'm close to Hogwarts in Harlem. So, hey, um, great. So I guess that's it. There are no more questions. We've, uh, we've done a solid 45 minutes. I feel great about that. Oh, yes. That airplane has flown, my love. Yep. That's done. The airplane has flown. <laughs> um, great. Uh, so I uh, hope you all do, or I hope you all have a really, really, really lovely week. Um, I will be out of town, but I will be available. So if you have any questions or if you want to set up a uh, coaching with me, or if when I make my audition workshop announcement, you want to sign up for it, please feel free to send me an email. Again, it is katemumpkincasting at gmail.com. Feel free to send me any questions you might have anytime on Facebook Messenger or at that email address. I am available, even though I will be at the beach. Um, but I will be available and you can reach me anytime via, via those things. So enjoy Oscar night tonight. I hope there are some pretty dresses, some speeches that make you cry and some surprise winners because wouldn't it be boring if one movie won everything? Interesting. All right. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I think you're all incredible human beings with so much passion and power. It is unbelievable. You're brave for sharing your gifts. You are brave for asking questions. You are talented humans just for saying, this is what I want and this is how I'm going to go get it. So I appreciate all of you. I thank you all for sharing your gifts and your questions and your heart and uh, have a good night, y'all. Watch something fun on TV and eat delicious treats. Bye.